your thoughts are powerful. Your thoughts completely control everything in your life, every single thing. So that means if you're thinking negative thoughts about your success as a speaker, as a business owner, sharing your message, chances are things aren't getting better because your thoughts are sabotaging your success, because your thoughts are creating your results. Your beliefs have created pretty much every single outcome in your life up until this point. Think about that. So whatever belief you hold around you becoming a successful speaker is going to be in the driver's seat. Hey, hey, fabulous. Welcome back to She Commands the Stage podcast, where we talk a lot about what it looks like to become a magnetic speaker who confidently shows up for her audience and be the leader that can command any stage. What does it take to speak in a way that captivates your listeners, connects with your audience, and compels them to make a shift to make a change and take action on what you are saying, on what you're teaching. Hi, I'm your host, Chila, and I'm super excited that you decided to join me once again. Today we are kicking off a two-part series. Now, I don't know if two parts can be called a series or not, but I'm just going to run with it. So we're kicking off a two-part series, and this is a big one. We will be addressing the big elephant in most rooms, the capital F word, fear. What did you think I was going to (laughs) say? In all seriousness, though, during these next two episodes, I want us to look at how we can move from having anxiety, fear around speaking and become a more fearless speaker. Emphasis is on the less. Notice I didn't say no fear, but less fear. Because here's what I need you to keep in mind. Two-thirds of the population has some sort of fear or anxiety around speaking. In fact, I remember when I was still speaking full-time, traveling a lot, and I met a lot of people, and they would ask me what I did for a living. And I would tell them that I'm a, I'm a public speaker, I'm a professional speaker. And I would get the most confused look on people's face. And some people flat out ask me, why? Like, why would you want to be a public speaker? So just know that you are not alone. We all have some sort of anxiety around speaking. Even the most seasoned and veteran speakers that you look up to started out just like that and probably still have some level of angst around this idea of presenting and speaking in front of an audience. I know I still have that going on, especially during the first two to three minutes of my presentation. I feel the adrenaline, you know, the knot in the stomach, and now it goes away. And of course, because I've been doing it for so long, it goes away pretty quickly. But it's normal. It's totally normal. So here's what I would like for us to focus on during these next two episodes. 
Today, I want us to dive in with discovering fear. Because I believe as soon as we start shedding light on something, it takes the mystery, the unknown, and it suddenly starts being not so frightening. So let's discover fear, where it comes from, and is is fear even real? Uh, We will also talk about what is happening in your body physiologically and how understanding can really help you take away from that feeling of fear. And finally, today we will also look at how what you believe about and around speaking really impacts how you show up, your success, and you becoming a more fearless and magnetic speaker. And then next week, we will go deep with how you can develop confidence and the competence that really will help you accelerate your skills and your comfort level anytime you get a chance to speak in front of an audience. Does that sound good? So let's get right to it. Fear. Is it real? And where does it come from? Franklin D. Roosevelt once said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Now that's powerful and we're going to learn why. Sometimes the anticipation of something can be more fearful than the actual event. It's um, not necessarily because the event itself is dangerous, but because we view it as such. And most of the time, anything unknown is going to create that sense of fear, right? Because we've never experienced it before. Or perhaps, on the other hand, it's because we had a bad experience in the past. Perhaps we have done speaking and it didn't go according to plan. Perhaps we were criticized. Perhaps we didn't deliver the way that we imagined in our mind, right? And so we have a bad experience around it. Now, what do I mean by this, by, you know, being more fearful of the anticipation itself? Well, let's take me and my daughter as an example. My daughter never met a dog. She didn't immediately like, want to cuddle, adopt, want to play with forever. Me, on the other hand, it's not that I don't like dogs, but I'm kind of afraid of them, at least until I get to know them. I have a certain degree of anxiety meeting a dog for the first time. So if my daughter and I are out on a walk and an unknown dog starts running towards us, she and I will have a very different response to the same experience. We are going to view this same situation very differently. Why? Because of our experiences. She had nothing but great interaction with dogs, while me, on the other hand, at the age of 11, was bitten by a vicious dog, right? So you can see how we would view this situation very differently. Now, who is right? Who is right in this situation? Well, in a way, both of us, right? We're both right because of our experiences, there is, no, there is no illusion greater than fear. Lao Tzu said that. And that illusion is many times tainted by our experiences or by the unknown. But to answer our initial question of, is fear real? 
Well, I would have to say yes and no. If the danger is real, then the fear is real. But most of the times, the danger isn't real, especially when it comes to speaking, right? We're safe. Nobody's chasing us. Nobody's going to kill us. And I'll explain a little bit more um, in just a second by answering this next question, which is, where does fear come from? And to understand that, we need to go way back. I mean, to prehistoric times when humans perceived eyes watching them being exposed, right, as an existential threat. Those eyes were, in most cases, predators, And so people were literally terrified of being eaten alive, right? And in response to that prehistoric reality, the amygdala, which is the part of our brain that helps us respond to danger, kicked into full gear. And when our fight or flight response gets triggered, we understandably feel this intense fear, stress, and anxiety, Now, what does this have to do with public speaking? Well, it turns out, everything. So here's a bit of bad news. Our brains have transferred that ancient fear of being watched, right? Being seen, feeling like naked, right? We kind of put it on public speaking, transferred it over. In other words, public speaking anxiety is in our DNA, We experience public speaking as an attack. Now, don't worry. There's also good news coming too, and I'm going to share that in a minute. Okay, so, but what have we established so far? Fear is not real most of the time. In most cases, fear is just that. It's a false evidence appearing real. Right? Most of the times, our life is not in danger. We're not being chased down by a lion. We don't have to worry about being eaten alive, right? Most of the times, 99% of the time, fear is just that it's not real. Now, let's talk about what is happening in your body physiologically so that we can start overcoming the feeling of fear, right? Many people's physical responses while they're speaking or while they're getting ready to speak, because I feel like fear is most the strongest right before you do something. And this goes for everything, not just for speaking. Anything that you haven't done before and you're worried about, you're going to have this fear. And it's right before you actually do it. Once you start doing it, you realize, oh, this is not bad. And then you start relaxing and really enjoying yourself, right? But most of the time, this feeling actually happens right before you do something. But many people's physical response while speaking resembles that of, you know, when we actually feel physically in danger, like actual danger, right? Our body reacts to physical signs of danger. So when you're speaking, you feel you have the same sensations, shortness of breath, redness of face, shaking of your hands, sweating, right? Also, some people, and I know I have experienced this before, where right before I'm supposed to go up and speak, I feel like I have to use the restroom or I feel nauseous. Now, I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to gross you out. But 
That's your body responding to the sensation or the signs of danger. What it's doing, it's getting rid of extra fluid so that you can start running faster. I know it's crazy, but I feel like when you understand what is happening in your body, then you can like, okay, I know why I'm responding like this, but, but the threat is not real so I can relax. So today when we speak in front of a group and feel the eyes of people watching us, we feel painfully visible, like a caveman, right? Exposed. And because our brain is telling us that we are under attack, we do whatever is necessary to protect ourselves. And we put up walls between ourselves and whatever that source of danger is. And in this case, it's an audience, right? And we want to repel, detach ourselves from the attack and block out any danger, right? So what does this look like when you are speaking? Well, it looks like you focusing on our, on your slides, um, looking down, you retreat into your notes. Some people, you know, um, this is the fight response, but some people fly, flight response, right? So they run away. They don't even want to approach the stage or push the live video on Instagram, right? Some of us just want to run away, but that's a natural instinct, right? Because we feel exposed, right? And so we retreat in the, this process. We disregard the people in front of us wishing them into invisibility. (laughs) And even the most confident speakers find ways to distance themselves from their audience. It's just how we're programmed. I know sometimes I catch myself when I speak on a physical stage to an audience, instead of looking them in the eye, I look at the top of their heads. Why? Because it's a little bit safer, right? Instead of looking people in the eye. But I also know that I make much better connection. I make a bigger impact when I actually look people in the eye. So I always remind myself, look people in the eye. Fortunately, there is a solution to overcoming this fear and what's happening in your body. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It's called human generosity. The key to calming the amygdala and disarming our organic panic button is to turn the focus away from ourselves, away from whether we will mess up, whether the audience will like us, they're going to boo us, which never happens. I don't think I've ever had that happen at any time I spoke. And really focus our attention toward helping the audience. Studies have shown that an increase in generosity in serving, having this desire to serve leads to a decrease in amygdala activity. Showing kindness and generosity to others has been shown to activate the vagus nerve, which has the power to calm the fight or flight response. When we're kind to others, we feel calmer and less stressed. The same principle applies When you are speaking to an audience, when we approach speaking with a spirit of generosity, with a spirit of serving, I'm here for you, the one who needs me to be here today. I'm here for the one who needs to hear from me today. We counteract the sensation of being under attack and start to feel less nervous. 
and start to fear less, right? And finally, I want us to look at the importance of our beliefs around speaking and how what you believe about speaking really impacts your success and you becoming a more fearless speaker. Now, you might be wondering, why are we talking about beliefs? What does it have to do with speaking? And when I say beliefs, I refer to things we hold true, things that we think our thoughts and our internal dialogue that we have going on in our heads. So why is it important for us to talk about this? Well, because it's literally the driving force behind everything you do. And unless you have the right mindset, you have an empowering mindset or belief around whether you can become a highly successful speaker, you can overcome fear, even for those of you who feel like you are a lost cause. And not only that, but you can actually enjoy it and thrive unless you really deal with this part right here. This step will hold you back big time. Your thoughts are powerful, but but what does that really mean? Well, here's the inside scoop. Your thoughts completely control everything in your life. Every single thing. I'm not exaggerating. So that means if you're thinking negative thoughts about your success as a speaker or as a business owner, about your chances of becoming a really great speaker, chances are things aren't getting better because your thoughts are sabotaging your success. Because your thoughts are creating your results So you are creating your reality through your thoughts and actions. Your beliefs have created pretty much every single outcome in your life up until this point. I know that's a really tough pill to swallow, but that's the truth. So if you believe that building a purposeful and profitable business using speaking as part of your marketing is going to be hard or almost impossible, well, then guess what? Your results will reflect that belief. Now hear me on this. There is nothing woo-woo about this. When we believe something to be true, we take it at face value and we end up behaving in accordance with that quote-unquote truth, which will result in an outcome that aligns with the belief and that will send our subconscious mind the proof that we were right all along, right? You believe something, you act on it, you get results accordingly, and that sends a signal back saying, see, I was right. So strengthens that belief, no matter how far false it is. So for example, if I believe that I am a horrible speaker and I will never improve as a speaker and never be really good at it, I will not work on improving my speaking skill. Why would I, right? What's the point? I will not pursue speaking opportunities. I will turn down speaking invitations. I will not show up on video. I will not do an IG live or Facebook live, uh, which will result in me and my business not getting the attention it needs or deserves, my message not getting out to more people. Therefore, I will experience roadblocks and really my growth being stunted, right? And since I'm not getting the growth I desire, this feeds into my beliefs. See, I'm not a good business owner. I'm not a good communicator. I will never be able to do this. 
So it strengthens that belief. Does that make sense? So quickly, let's look at what is a belief. Well, basically, it's a convenient assumption that you have created to understand your world. It is an idea or meaning you crafted a story around. It's an experience you had in the past, which led you to the results and outcomes that you have. And now you created a story around it. I'll give you an example. When I was very young, I would hear my parents constantly say that I was not a good reader, that I was not studious, a good learner. And they constantly compared me to my brother, who was a much better reader and student. By the way, also nine years older than me. But as a child, I did not know that. So I took whatever they said at face value and I believed it and internalized it and took it on as an identity. And I took this label, right, and made, turned it into reality. And this belief or the story that I create around, created around this experience stayed with me way into my 20s. It wasn't until I was consciously aware of these limiting beliefs that I was hanging on to that were really impacting my growth that I was able to not only deal with them, but rework and reframe them so that I could start taking different actions, getting different results, and now strengthening this new belief that I was developing. So that's why it's so important not only to uncover your beliefs, whether they are good or bad around speaking, and see if those beliefs are empowering you, helping you to grow, or keeping you from really getting to after your dreams and getting the results that you want. And really taking some time to see if you need to work on those beliefs and start reframing your thoughts so that you can start getting different, better results. Because your thoughts always drive your actions And your actions will result in the outcomes and that will loop back into strengthening your belief. As we wrap up, I want to leave you with four questions to think about and reflect on this week. And I also want to invite you to share some of what you found or what you discovered inside our She Commands the Stage community. If you're not part of the private inner circle, I want to invite you to join us. You not only benefit from going deeper with each week's topic with me and getting some coaching and getting your questions answered, but also you get the benefit and power that comes along with a supportive and like-minded and encouraging community. You can join us at shecommandsthestage.com. So here are the questions I want you to think about this week. One, how is fear holding you back? How is fear holding you back from showing up with your message, with your expertise, with your skills in an authentic and real way and really making the impact that you want to make? How is fear holding you back in life and business? Two, what would you do if you weren't afraid? How would you show up with your message? How would you speak your message? What kind of opportunities would you go after? What kind of stages would you want to speak on? What would you do if failure was not an option? Which hint, it's not. Because it's not really failing. When you try and something didn't work, it's a a great lesson to learn from and do better and different next time. 
Number three, how would your life be better? How would your business be better? How would your business benefit from you speaking to multiple audiences, big audiences, and talking about that amazing thing that only you can offer that could change hundreds, thousands of people's lives? How would that benefit your life and your business? I want you to think about that because there is a cost to everything, right? There's a consequence of us not showing up and doing our our responsibility, our God-given calling, showing up for it and taking it on and saying, this is my responsibility. I'm going to do it. And then finally, who would it benefit? Who, who does it benefit if you work through the fear and really show up and work through getting better at communicating at speaking, honing your skills, because it's not only going to benefit you, it will benefit you also as a leader, as a business owner, just as a human in general and how you interact with other people, how you show up, your confidence level. But then think about, because it's not about us, right? Think about your audience. Think about the people that you would come in contact with and share your expertise and your message. How would they benefit if you not only overcame the fear of speaking, but then also really worked on your speaking skills, mastering it and becoming better and better. Imagine the impact you could make on so many lives. So I want you to think about these questions. How is fear holding you back? What would you do if you weren't afraid, if you couldn't fail? How would your life be better? Your business different? What? How would it look different? And who would it benefit? Your audience, most likely, right? Besides you. Again, think of uh, about those questions, share your answers inside the She Commands the Stage community. I would love to interact about this with you. Friend, I want to thank you for spending your last few minutes with me. I know that your time is valuable. And not only that, your energy is even more valuable and you spent it here with me. And so I hope you walk away feeling like it was more than worth your time. And I know that you have a lot of choices as far as mentors go, and I am absolutely honored you chose to place your attention and your energy here in this corner of the internet. I am honored, and please know I never take it for granted. Don't forget to come back next week because we will continue this conversation around becoming a fearless speaker by diving deep with how to develop the confidence and competence that's going to help you raise your skill as well as your comfort level in order to start showing up as the magnetic speaker you are meant to be. Until then, I want to encourage you to keep showing up, keep sharing your voice and your message because this world needs that unique thing only you can offer. And I will chat with you soon.